Hello, I am Cassidy Carter. I'm a senior at Randolph College and I'm majoring in psychology. Thank you for listening. Today I will be discussing a piece of art owned by Randolph College and is on display at the Mirror Museum on campus. I will also be examining the artist's background as well as important events that coincide with and relate to the piece. The piece of art I will be discussing today is called Untitled from the series From Here I Saw What Happened and I Cried, created in 1995 by Carrie Mae Weems. The four photographs in the Maris collection are a part of a larger project that included 33 tinted photographs in poetry and prose written by Carrie Mae Weems. The four photos are of African-born black slaves in South Carolina, two males and two females. Research has now identified the men and women pictured as Rintree, Dahlia, Jim, and Jack. The original photos are called daguerreotypes. Daguerreotypes are the first publicly available photographic process widely used in the 1840s and 1850s. Weems re-photographed and enlarged the images and printed them through red-colored filters onto glass. Weems then sandblasted the glass with the text over the images saying, You became a scientific profile, a negroid type, an anthropological debate, and a photographic subject. Carrie Mae Weems is best known for her arts in photographs, texts, fabric, audio, digital images, installation, and video. Her work has led her to investigate family relationships, gender roles, and histories of racism, sexism, class, and various other subjects. Weems often incorporates language into her photography, as seen in From Here I Saw What Happened and I Cried. Weems was born in 1953 in Portland, Oregon. Her childhood was lived through the early civil rights years of the 1960s. Weems received her first camera in her 20s. At 27, she became interested in photography and enrolled at the California Institute of the Arts to study photography. Her first project was called Environmental Prophets and focused on life in Portland, Oregon. She obtained a BA from the California Institute of the Arts in 1981. In 1984, she received an MFA from the University of California, San Diego, and then an MA in 87 from the University of California, Berkeley. In 1990, she released one of her popular pieces called the Kitchen Table Series that included a series of images depicting a woman's life in the space of the home kitchen. Many of her pieces bring to light the conversation of racism in America and investigates racism itself. She does this by creating portraits of African Americans and telling a story with them. Some subjects will tell their own stories, while in others she will address a topic, stereotypes for example. In 1995, she created Untitled from the series From Here I Saw What Happened and I Cried. This piece explored racism specifically in America and the experiences of African Americans.
The original photos in this setaphore were taken in 1850. These portraits were commissioned by a Harvard scientist, Louis Agassiz, to prove his theory that blacks constituted a separate and inferior race. The men and women in the photos were stripped naked as to be viewed as evidential specimens, nothing more. This piece highlights this area in American history that is often overlooked. Slavery was a traumatic and horrifying experience for black Americans, yet in schools these atrocities are often brushed past quickly. It is not spoken or taught about in depth, therefore the true history of slavery is not discussed. This piece sheds light on these horrors by showing that black Americans were seen as nothing but objects. They are only for the use of whites. I believe that Weems' piece is representative of scientific racism that was very prominent during this period, and also the reason that these photographs were taken. Scientific racism is a pseudoscience created in the 19th century to support the claims that one race is superior to others. A Philadelphia anatomist, Dr. Samuel Morton, published two books, Crania Americana in 1839 and Crania Egypticus in 1844. He examined hundreds of ancient and modern skulls from both the Old and New World and noted that each region had people with different qualities. He reasoned that mankind must not be one species but several, each specially created by God to suit different environments. Many defenders of slavery saw his work as a scientific basis for racial inequality. The most prestigious of these believers was the aforementioned Louis Agassiz. Agassiz used Charles Darwin's theory of evolution and origin of species 1859, specifically the quote, survival of the fittest, to demonstrate his claims. He also used craniometry to support this theory by measuring human skulls and making claims that white people were superior to black people. Scientific racism was very harmful to black people because it was employed to support the racist belief that they were just animals to perform experiments on. Many enslaved and free African Americans were forced into horrific experimentations because of this. One example of scientific racism are the stories of Arnaka, Betsy, and Lucy, victims of Dr. Dr James Sims. Dr. Sims was prolific in his work on black people. He is considered the father of gynecology because of the techniques he created when performing horrific gynecological experiments on black women without anesthesia. These procedures were performed in a small building called the sick house. When slave trade ended, the way to produce more slaves was for enslaved women to essentially breed. This gynecological history began to ensure that enslaved women could keep producing more slaves. The women subjected to this research could not have children and were forced into experimentation. Sims backed up theories of scientific racism by saying that black people could not feel pain the same as whites. This, of course, was a blatant lie and he knew it too. We know that Anarka, Betsy, and Lucy because he speaks of them in his journals. He speaks of their painful and horrible screams as they were being experimented on with no relief and no anesthesia. 
Even Sim's assistants only last less than a year before they quit because they could not handle the torture that they were subjecting onto these women. This led to Dr. Sims teaching these women how to assist so they could help as he was experimenting. Arnarka, Betsy, and Lucy not only had to endure the procedures themselves, but they were forced to hold each other down and assist Sims in his procedures. Scientific racism also has a very big impact on the eugenics movement, which took the theories from scientific racism and applied the concept of breeding to the human race. The unfit were to be sterilized to keep the human race superior. Unfitness could include race, disability, sexuality, and more. The eugenics movement heavily affected the quality of health care provided to black Americans because scientific racism saw them as unfit. After slaves were freed, there was no infrastructure in place to help the freed such as food, shelter, clothing, and medicine. African Americans were getting sick and dying in high numbers because of this, and many white people excused it as African Americans being inferior and claiming that they would go ex extinct anyway. Two very important black leaders arose in this period and helped make change in policies and in the personal lives of black Americans. These leaders were Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler and Dr. Montague Cobb. Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler was the first African-American female physician. She traveled to the South to help the newly freed slaves. Including her, there were only 100 doctors for thousands of people. Dr. Crumpler also wrote a book for the freed that included home remedies and ways to treat certain illnesses and injuries so they would not have to rely on a healthcare system that worked against them. Another important figure is Dr. Montague Cobbs. Dr. Cobbs created the National Medical Association that included black doctors to combat the exclusive and racist American Medical Association. Cobbs was a supporter and advocate for universal health care for all and social security. During this time, black patients were segregated in the basement levels of hospitals and held less priority than white patients. White nurses were not even allowed in the room with black men because white people believed it would endanger white women. Dr. Cobbs helped push for the integration of hospitals and stopped this negligent treatment. This history has a huge impact on the American healthcare system today because we still see unfair treatment of black Americans, especially black women. Today, black women are four times more likely to die from childbirth complications than white women. American citizens, specifically white Americans, need to be made aware of this history. If not, then things will continue as they are and oppression will persist in our nation. These men and women went through so much and were used for the fame of white men, so I believe it is important to recognize the vi victims and their stories. Carrie Mae Weems' work does a beautiful job at retelling these stories and experiences of African Americans and shedding light to a very hidden part of our country's history. We as Americans should strive to make this country the America that our founders claimed it to be, a country that does not only cater to white men, 
but one where there is equality and freedom for all, despite race, religion, sexuality, or gender. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to me. I hope you all continue to delve deeper into this topic, learn more, and help to educate others. Goodbye.